No, I don't want to clap. I'm not going to clap. There's been a lot of talking. I'm not going to clap. Okay, I thought you were American. You don't want to clap. I don't want to clap, Jacqueline. Oh, my God. I bet you don't clap when the plane lands I don't. I don't clap. I do not clap when the plane lands. But you don't clap at the end of the movies. They did their job, and I'm happy for them. I I you don't clap when you get your hamburger. I don't (laughs) clap when I get my hamburger. I think... I think the I think the wait staff on the plane and when the captain didn't is, realize this was a European podcast. I like that. I say I say thank you to the to the I fucking this was dang and Rob to the flight attendants and I say thank you to the captain and then I just move about with my day. And then you suck your you you suck their dicks, right? Obviously. Okay. Yeah. I, the, the, that's the finally thing something to do. normal. Yeah. Yeah. Finally, you go to the bathroom in Laguardia. You, you know, you just, go like yeah, you go to the bathroom in Laguardia, and you just like, and then you're good. <laughs> that's yeah. how you do it. That's exactly how you do it. That's why I don't go like, on flights anymore. It takes too much goddamn time. That's why they call them servicemen. Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everyone. <laughs> I hate when I do a bit and I'm like, oh, I'm doing this bit really good. I'm kind of, I'm kind of giving Kiri the one-two punch here, and then she just fucking, she gets me. She just fucking gets me That's with that happened. shit. We play too many fighting uh, games. I know your patterns too well. Ah, uh, it's this is the Chip Potemkin matchup. It's not that bad. It's more like our Testament Bridget matchup. It's fairly even. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, that's one video game. And speaking of speaking video, of video games, games, we're talking. There's a hit new one called Danganronpa out. Yeah, but we're not even playing. I don't know it. if you've heard of it before. Never heard of it ever. Uh, but we're not even talking oh, about a man. video game. We're talking about the anime. So this is the first episode. Oh my this is the first episode of Ultimate Despaircast. Right? Yep, obviously. And uh, we're welcome. going right in on episode ten of the anime. Yeah, on but like on, not the anime anime, the the, the anime the, the free anime. The fucking anime on Ultimate Despair Reprise, Dangan Rapa recap podcast going through the entire Dangan Rapa series, one murder at a time. I am the ultimate host who wrangles control of this show like whenever we record this thing. Kyrie. I'm the ultimate fangirl who isn't Feeling particularly fangirly over these episodes, Jennifer Uncle. I'm an agent of fucking chaos. You are. This show. I am a tornado that blows through this fucking podcast. You are the storm that rains hell upon everything. I am the storm that is approaching. 
something something black clouds of isolation yeah it's so provoking provoking black clouds of isolation virgil is so fucking cool yeah, Virgil is so fucking cool. He's, he's a fucking. I, I got Kiri to play Fortnite. I got Kiri. God to play damn Fortnite. it! Why must you I reveal? Why must you reveal because this to me? I showed you the cool. I showed you the sword that lets you do the Virgil thing, and you were like, "Oh, that's sick as fuck!" And I'm like, "Right." And that I and you can do it, it right yeah. now, and you can play it with me. And you were like, "Oh, Jackie, I would love to play Fortnite with you," and you you did. I did. Yeah, I saw this hooked up. I showed you. I showed a Jen a clip. I'll show you a clip uh, afterwards in which I killed a meow skulls with that like fuck sword I, I styled on him it was great mm-hmm. that's that is that is sick as fuck it was the, cool it's 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 extra funny because the sword is actually really bad in melee oh yeah no, it's a really long animation does not do very much damage but if you're slick with it if you are if you are slick with it you will not uh oh well i just slammed my foot against the desk i oh, should no. not do that yeah please um, don't if you're slick with it you will not end up like tw- 20 yards behind somebody who has i did it a rifle that is good at 20 yards and then we'll shoot you in the back i use it mostly to like like cross chasms and like yeah i used it to climb it's, a, it's building. a good movement tool yeah it was great. if you get aerialist with the if you get the aerialist augment uh-huh. which is an augment you should always be getting anyway uh-huh. uh and then you zip straight up in the air it's a really strong movement tool now what i want what i really really want for fortnite to do is also with the sword i need to you know basically need to turn on proximity chat and go foolishness and then kill someone. i i think i think they should give you a royal guard but you yeah. know what they i i say they should give you a royal guard button they're parries Last in season fortnite they had actual she last season they had shields Fuck. Right, last season there were shields that you could put up, and those shields were so cool because you could block, um, you could block the Goku Kamehameha and uh, the Kameyamama and uh, the Deku Smash with yep. them, and like they were actually useful for that. Yeah. Anyway, and uh, they're not here anymore, and there are a lot of snipers now, and it makes it very scary to move because you could just get brained. Yep. Anyway, that's okay. Anyway, we've been recording for five minutes. They should that's add, all the Fortnite. They should add Nanami Chiaki to Fortnite. They should as the ultimate gamer because we are talking about, as you said, uh, episode ten, Despair Side, and episode ten, Future Side of Danganronpa Three, the anime. Let's start with that. Uh, let's start with let's start with Future, the future Side, the future. Um, so I really like, like, I really like this episode. I'm just gonna say it. I really enjoyed it. Like. I love the bit right at the beginning. They are recreating um, Kirigiri's rescue of Makoto right at the beginning. Like, at the end of Danganronpa 1, they are recreating that yeah, rescue. Yeah, they did, they did a little flashback to it, and it was like a whole animated thing. So it was really cute. I thought that was really good. I like that a lot. I like the recontextualization um, of that scene as well. As like this stupid moment that they experienced together that Makoto is recalling in like his in his grief. I, the thing, the only thing that bugs me about that is I just don't, I don't expect Danganronpa to commit to the bit, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I don't think Kirigiri is dead. I don't believe it. Like, I don't, like, it would be sick as fuck if they committed to it and they were like, yeah, she's actually dead. This is how she goes out. Here, you know, all of this happens. But it just, I don't think it's gonna stick. I just don't expect it to. Now, I here's a question. Be thinking that would it rob that scene of its weight? Yes. 
Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. I think I think it would be. I it kind of it reads as as it's. I mean, Danganronpa is always corny and egregious. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were talking again. About that a little we earlier. we've talked we have talked about that all the time. Mm-hmm. That like getting mad at Danganronpa for being corny and egregious is like going to a hamburger stand, ordering a cheeseburger, and then getting mad that you found cheese on it. You know, it's like, oh, dude, this is the corny and egregious show. You have shown up to the corny and egregious convention. This is where all the corny and egregious shit is. How are you, like, surprised? Right. Yeah. Like, ahead, like five minutes five minutes after this whole thing is going to happen, we're going to get into a scene where um, the other Hope Boy is going to come over, is going to 1v1 the, the primary Hope Boy and be like... My way of hope is better. I'm just gonna kill all of despair. <laughs> I. It's extremely teenager. It's yeah, so good. It's so, it rocks. Like I really think about like the the real capstone to that scene was like where basically, um, Makoto's walking down the hallway and there's the purple tinge just kind of like permeating the scene as Munakata and Makoto are basically reflecting on their ideologies, having a conver- not conversation. Like, you know, it's like they're framing next to each other. Yeah, yeah. Their monologues were kind of contrast. Right. And I like that. It was a duologue. Yeah. Like you would add abs- A dialogue, you a- could say. Oh my god. Or a tualogue, <laughs> like I tried to like say at one point. Yeah. Tualogue. Yep. Um but you have this moment where they are like they're they're stating their ideologies this is exactly the moment in the play right where it's like the two you know the two rival characters are standing on opposite ends of the stage you know declaring to the audience what has been on their mind the entire time and it's great i love it like i love munakata's extremely short-sighted and like immature worldview of oh i will just simply eliminate all of despair and if i kill everyone there will be nobody left to feel sad about it <laughs> yeah and i he's just like newsflash genius where is the proliferate hope within that statement <laughs> you got nothing but but being not sad does but i like that because it's like being not sad doesn't make you happy it's like i I I I it's I actually I a feel fairly like that's something mature. that kind of needs to be said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a Yeah, like it's a fairly it's kind of like sometimes Daganarampa feels like it's a very dumb series and it's uh-huh. really disconnected from how people actually behave. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes it does this and it's like, "Oh, okay. They actually get it." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like yeah, like Go ahead. It's not all melodrama and silliness. Yeah, and each Danganronpa entry is kind of in conversation with the other ones, and you can kind of tell from this conversation that they have that this one is taking a look at the series Hope versus Despair and trying to say, it's not as simple as that. It There's gradients going on here. Munakata absolutely feels like a path Makoto could have taken in that. Oh, yeah. What, yeah, like, that's what makes them, like, interesting rival characters is that Munakata is taking the ideology of, like, oh, hope over all else very seriously, which was kind of Makoto's conclusion at the end of the first game. And Makoto, having gone back out into the world, has gained a little bit more perspective. And it's like, no, wait a minute, it's cultivating hope. Like, the theme of both of these episodes 
is about the cultivation of hope as a thing that requires like it requires maintenance and it requires like this investment you can't just eliminate despair so like this so like two things here um one there is a really good shot where they confront each other and they are i mean obviously there are the parallels of like you know munakata is framed in shadow whereas uh, makoto is framed in in light Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's very obvious, but they are both armed, and I like that Makoto's armament is the podium that he's standing at. It's so like I think that's cool. I think it's so heavy-handed the symbolism, but I love it. You have um, like I, I. Think- it's so nece- It's just necessary. It's like this is this is like this is the synthesis of like the writing. Like this is like the point where you're like, oh yeah, this is the idea it's trying to convey. I think I think for a while. And, you know, in the, like, late aughts, to a certain degree, mid-aughts, late-aughts, there was this idea of, you know, you know, leave this to mostly, like, movie, you know, movie reviewers at the time or whatever, like, internet personalities, to be clear, of just, like, mocking the idea of, like, oh, the symbolism is so heavy-handed, and there was this idea at the time, it's like... Yeah, the symbol like oh we can't this this is this is it a story you if can you're take too to heavy handed with the symbolism you're not leaving the you're not leaving space for the viewers to come to their own conclusions and it's like I think is what you're getting at yeah right? yeah, yeah basically like, but cinema sins shit yeah like, get the fuck out of here fuck out of here sometimes subtext need- is great I love subtext you don't have to use subtext for everything sometimes it's just nice to be like. It's just nice when the when, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, it's just nice when the characters are standing on stage monologuing about their ideals because yeah, it like, leaves no melodrama rocks. Yeah, melodrama's great. It leaves no. It's fucking cool. It's fucking, yeah. There's no room for misinterpretation to a certain degree because it's like the character is straight up telling you what they are thinking. And then it's like, I think the thing is, there's this thinking of like, oh, once I know what the character is thinking, there's nothing else to like think about. It's like, no, now you get that like, have a conversation and figure out like, do you agree with the ideology? What does it represent? That sort of thing. Yeah, like you can actually like think about that. I I also like that, like, at least the way it's framed, like between the two of them. Well, actually, there are other things I like about it. Uh very small level. It's kind of yaoi. It's kind of yaoi. It's very, very... It's kind of yaoi, right, Jen? Like, it's kind of yaoi. <laughs> Come on, Jen. Come on, Fujoshi here. Come on. Uh, there... Listen. We're all Fujoshi. <laughs> I, listen, I saw Munakata choking Makoto out, and I'm like, damn. Jen has opinions on this. Yeah, and I you did end up reducing Munakata to tears. <laughs> <laughs> through just uh tops <laughs> tops come on uh there's there's that whole way that they kind of reverse mudokata's line of you haven't answered the question <laughs> you're dodging the question <laughs> i guess there is some element of yaoi to it oh, yeah. who tops jed i have okay answer. okay naiki tops correct <laughs> Anyway, you were saying, power bottom. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I don't think he's a power bottom. I think he correct. get. I think he bottoms once, and then he's like, "Oh, I like this." <laughs> I I think Munakata tops. I think Naegi's just a really good bottom. Is he a service bottom? I 
guess. I guess, right? Like, I guess. I guess. <laughs> I think so. Unless I'm using the terminology wrong. Like. Maybe. I don't know. Fujoshi's in the chat. Um, I don't know why it's in Fuji- chat. Listen, I'm... I'm... I'm Despaircast at gmail.com. I'm not as good at being a Fujoshi as I should be. Same. I, I am... I am in the periphery of... I, like... You hang out with I'm us. Sorry, I, like... Yeah, like, I hang out here, and I also am, like, not only in the periphery of this sort of stuff, but I also engage with it, but I also don't, like, I haven't been engaging with, with it in, like, typical spheres, mm-hmm. uh, but also, like... Jen, sorry, Jen has had a point I don't know she the was words. trying to make uh, for a minute. Jen, go ahead. <laughs> I like how um, when Naeki lures Mudokata into a room where Mudokata cannot leave unless... Naegi lets him out. <laughs> um, there's a... Essentially, at the beginning of that scene, Murakata is aggressively approaching Naegi, being like, so when did y'all turn to despair? When did it happen? I need to know. And when Naegi is basically telling him, look, you... You can't think of your girlfriend Yukizome as just being completely ruined. You have to hold on to your good memories of her and still respect that good things happened here. That's the thing that ultimately breaks Murakata, and he switches from asking when did y'all turn to despair to when did we go so wrong. I know. If Kirigiri had turned to despair, betrayed every last one of us, I know. Even if I had to resort to killing her, I would always be grateful for the person she was. I'd always think of her as someone I couldn't possibly have lived without. (laughs) Kyosuke? Say what you will, Hope's Peak High School is what brought us together. Think about it. I bet we'd never even have met otherwise. And his yeah. and his black eye becomes white. Like he is, you know, he's not. He's awakened from being an evil guy. Yeah, I really love that scene. And while like the framing of it is kind of funny, where like Makoto has like trapped him in this hole. Um, I'm just gonna let that sit there for a second. <laughs> but 
he basically he he finds a way to make it so that they are on equal ground. It's like, oh yeah, you can't kill me because then you wouldn't be able to get out of this room. So you're going to have to actually talk with me. So I but, like that the room is like symbolic of well, like obviously it's a metaphor for his despair, but also it's like it's a heavy-handed metaphor, but it also kind of rocks. Mm-hmm. But I like you know you know Makoto and Makoto is at his most vulnerable position. He is laying flat on his back. He can be killed at any time. And he is like, no, I know you won't be able to kill me. Not just because I've set this up, but, you know, Munakata, I am trusting you to be smart enough to know that if you, like, kill me here, you're gonna fuck yourself over. So, let's talk it out, dude. Like, I, I like that that also, uh, God, I feel like I'm doing a lot of talking, please, but I have so please, much to say. Please, I like that this also leans into the idea of, like, Makoto, be, Makoto believing enough in Munakata that's like, Okay, you know, you can kill me, right? But you want to get out of here. You don't want to die just yet. Like, you know, you're you're on like, you're on a suicide mission, but I don't <laughs> think you're gonna pull it off just yeah, yet. Your heart's not in it. Your yeah. heart's not in it. You're not a bad guy. It's like oh, that's very sweet. I like that. Like yeah, all things considered, all things considered, Winnicott is still kind of considered one of the homies. He really shouldn't be, but he is. He should, yeah, but but he's yeah. kind of he's kind of torched his homie pass. But like, <laughs> far be it for me to question Makoto, like our boy. I mean, that's like Makoto's nature is that he genuine he believes in the goodness of other people, and that's what gives him strength. I I do like that. That is like one of the through lines of uh, the Danganronpa is just be- please believe in the goodness of other people. It's hard. Don't be like an antisocial weirdo. It's hard, but like, come on, <laughs> Jen, go ahead. Yeah, I also do like how, in conversation with uh, Mudokata, Nayagi realizes that uh, the thing Tengen told Mudokata is just so clearly a metaphor, or like a way of talking around the fact that he can't lie. <laughs> just being like, "Oh, everyone here is responsible if you re- see it from a certain point of view." Uh, and you think Tengen is fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi out here? <laughs> he kind of answers it like Obi-Wan Kenobi and then Mudokata takes it completely literally and is like, "All right, everyone here is despair. Everyone's got to die. Go- got it." <laughs> well, Mudokata just kind of hears what he wants to hear. Yeah, cuz he's dumb. Which and again, that's good. well, he's a, he's emotional. He's kind yeah. of a himbo. Yeah. I'm I'm starting to worm I'm starting to worm on him. Actually, no, I oh I was always warm on him. He's just an extremely silly type of guy. Mm-hmm. Has a big anime sword. <laughs> it was so fucking cool. So I I know Jen, I know you don't love like the battle scenes, but I even knew even you kinda popped off at this when like so when Makoto is fighting um, Mutakata, he, like, sets up a thing where he puts a bunch of water on the ground and sets up an electricity trap, and Mutakata's like, fuck you, idiot, I got a heat sword, and uses the heat of the blade to, like, evaporate all the water. <laughs> and then he fucking hangs on a wire and shoots the little wrist dart. Oh, that was sick. It was so fucking cool. <laughs> uh, Mutakata just Dang comes loaded. So good. Mudokata just comes loaded to every single scene. Mudokata's come loaded? Okay. Alright, yeah. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, She's not lying, she's spitting facts. Uh Don't know where that came from, but like, yeah. Anyway, if you can't tell, this is the episode of The Pair that I liked. Yeah, it's like, 
I, it's just so good. Like, I think it is like this episode, like future side, like, um, future side 10 is like, we have always said like when Danganronpa hits, it hits like hard and hits like, it knocks it out of the park. Like, I think there's still some sequences that don't exactly work, but damn dude, they did such a good job on this episode. Like there are only four characters that show up in this episode. It's just it, it and that's just because Asahina and like fucking the other hey. guy is like there. He, they're already in the scene. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put my hand up here and I'm gonna say, hey, hey, you know, you heard when I was talking about Ultra Despair Girls, how like the increased focus on it's literally two main characters meant that it was overall way better than the other Danganronpa games. Uh-huh. Just, uh, just keep my hand raised here and say, you see. This is what I'm talking about. When they when they tighten the scope, it's mm-hmm. so much more compelling because they get more time to like engage with these concepts and the characters that those concepts are like Could revolving you... around. It's kind of like how at any given like of the two Danganronpa games, like of the mainline games that we played, where it's like it's the cast of sixteen, right? Imagine if they started with a cast of eight, because it's like. Yeah, like, they'd be able to tighten it up, and they'd be able to have, like, an actual, like, the drama would be tighter. You would know more about each character before anything happened, and it would just, it would just, it'd be more compelling. Mm-hmm. Less, and also, you wouldn't have, like, one-off gimmick characters, like, the fucking chef pervert, or, like, shitman. We don't need chef you pervert. Know? We really don't. <laughs> it's, it's, econo- it's economy of cast. Before we move on to the next episode, I did want to just point out the one bit that I thought was, like, I can't tell whether it's just funny or a bit edgelordy when, like, it shows Munakata looking through Yukizomi's uh, things and it, like, shows a picture of her just smiling next to a bunch of uh, grade schoolers she massacred. Who did this? Oh, it's me! I, I love... thought that was really funny. It was I very... thought that was really funny, actually. I thought it was really funny well, that was... she wrote, like, Watashi Dayo or whatever, like, on the, yeah. like, photograph of a heart. <laughs> I think the thing is, um, in a if the episode overall was not as good, mm-hmm. that would suck. That would suck. That would be so lame. Um, but because the episode has been good, and it has been able to keep its tone kind of consistently simultaneously like this heightened melodrama but also very goofy when it does that goofy shit it's like oh that's pretty funny actually like it kind of gets you yeah um danganronpa lives and dies by being able to manage that kind of like egregiousness you know In Mm -hmm. in a way um mostly it's just been on my mind because of the latest game that come out like like a dragon, like those games are very similar in that aspect. Of yes, like the ser- the history of that series is about having Kiryu literally in one minute like slam a dude through a microwave and telling the Lawson worker to microwave that shit, and then the next minute having this like really heavy conversation about things like duty and honor and what it means to be like a person, like. That's what rocks I mean, about in this Yakuza story. Zero. Yakuza Zero is a game about how like a woman's life is systematically ruined and she is threatened with death so that she gives up property and also let's go pocket car racing. Yeah, 
Yo, I mean, you want to do some disco? Let's go. It's Friday night. It's Friday night, baby. Let's go. I think it's like Majima's the whole thing with Majima is like, oh, yeah, you know, his life is fucking dog shit. Absolutely. He is, he is systematically he, he is systematically ruined by by the because his his blood brother killed 18 guys. Um, massacred 18 dudes. Um, anyway, <laughs> but uh, the thing that the Like a Dragon, the Like Yakuza series is able to do is by willing to swing the pendulum so hard in either direction, it makes it a much more compelling thing. Where, like, I, I, I think about, like, the only, the only game in the GTA series I feel like that really ever managed its tone properly was maybe San Andreas and Moments of Four. Because it's like, as goofy as it was, as your your like cousin calling you to go bowling all the time, it's like, I don't know, sometimes you just have an annoying cousin that you actually just kind of, you enjoy hanging out with, but it's more just, it's a chore to get out there, but then you enjoy their time. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know, people contain multitudes and stories can contain multitudes in which yeah. it could be a goofy, whack-ass, like, thing See, happening one moment and then high drama I the think next. It's, I think it's less the willingness to flip between these extremes and more the ability to maintain, like, a coherent through line, emotional through line, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. While you're doing these things. Which is like... Because I think Danganronpa at its at. worst... Please. Yeah, what Danganronpa at its worst, uh, and I, I'm gonna be honest, I have not played much Grand Theft Auto. I played some of five years ago, God, a decade ago. Mm-hmm. Jesus fucking Christ, that game is a decade old. Yep, been on three oh, PlayStations. Gee. Oh God, it's been <laughs> on three PlayStations. Yep. Ah, oh. one of which had no games, and the other doesn't uh, have games so... either. The other doesn't have any consoles. <laughs> Speaking and the of other the... one was just right. Not too Man. hot, not too cold. That porridge was delicious. Yeah. Go ahead, Jen. Speaking of Danganronpa's at its worst, why don't we talk about the next episode? Alright, we ready? Are See, we... I thought the next episode was fine. Okay, let's talk about uh, episode 10 of Despair Side. So right off the bat, we start off with Junko doing homophobia, which I think is... um. It's egregious and in a lot of ways bad, but I also think it gets to the heart of why homophobic violence is even a thing, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, I think um, it's about power. Like, Junko is not going after fucking uh, Sakakura to go after Sakakura. He's She's going after Sakakura to, because he has something that she wants, mm-hmm. and she uses his fear of rejection because he is, you know... so a coward. Because his attitudes are... are well, not he's not a coward. His attitudes are socially unacceptable. You can't punch like social inclinations. You mm-hmm. can't punch heterosexuality, no matter. And even if it, even if sometimes you really want to, <laughs> right? Man, I really do. I so truth be told, when starting this particular season of UDR, I had I had seen the show before, and I had remembered this moment of the reveal, as it were. That little homie gay ass is in fact little homie gay ass. Um, but like, I think it's like in that scene, I think it's great because he, she does do the thing. It's like, oh, you were in love with Chisa. Nah, nah, fuck that. 
you were actually in love with Munakata this entire time. And I think about how he, while yes, in some ways, like he is kind of like, he is running away from not just rejection, but also like how society would view him because like, he is utterly terrified of what would happen if his feelings came to light. Oh, especially because he's a boxer, you know, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. macho man sports guy turns out to be gay. And this is like, not this is, I mean, ostensibly, this is not the 2020s. This is, you know, conservative Japan in the 2000s. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, even yeah, yeah, that's a scandal. People hate you. Exactly. And it's like, I think. It is, I think about how, like, give me a second to put my words together. Jen, do you have a thought? Um, yeah, I do think that the way that they handle it with, like, the various other, the various reserve course students who are just standing around laughing at him over it, um, it is this situation where you can kind of, it's a little bit heartbreaking just to see him break in a way just like yeah um embarrassing himself by like repeating the stuff that junko wants him to say and uh oh having, yeah like ha- this mm-hmm. yeah oh sorry and having her uh step on him with her heels and stuff yeah and she is she is using the societal perception of homosexuality and also like pressing on his fear of that like which is again a very real thing, you know, mm-hmm. like she's taking advantage of that. Like, yeah, like, you know, we joke that like, yeah, Jun- Junko is uh, pulling a homophobia. It's more like she's. No, used- she is. She is. That's not a joke. She is. <laughs> she's she's she is using she is using his homosexuality as a means to outgroup him so mm-hmm. that she can rally, you know, so that she can rally people around and get something that she wants out of him. That is that is homophobic violence. I I guess be honest, I guess I, I was, guess I was the second thing I would like maybe corollary to that is that she is well. I mean, we already said she is using societal perception of homosexuality as a as a bludgeon against him yeah. to get what she wants. You're right. That yeah, is homophobic like, violence. It is. It is literally homophobic violence. And I I'm gonna be honest. I, um, sometimes Danganronpa, again, like, I think I said this earlier, but sometimes Danganronpa doesn't feel like a work, like, representative of, like, actual people. Like, sometimes it feels really out there. Sometimes, though, it feels like the writers are, like, really in tune with the anxieties of, like, actual people who exist. Mm -hmm. And, like, are are capable of portraying, like, violence against these people in a visceral manner. And I think this was really good. I thought that, I thought this was a very well done scene. It made me, it actually made me a little uncomfortable and I'm, I have nerves of steel. And that's, like, the point of the scene. The scene is supposed to be, like, extremely uncomfortable as Junko digs her heel into his forehead, basically saying, beg, beg that I don't It's really hard to feel bad for Sakakura. It is mm-hmm. so hard to feel bad. For, it is so hard to make someone feel bad for him. Yeah, they that they managed to achieve this is a, is a feat. Basically, in one scene, like as he, in some ways, like you totally understand, like 
I don't know. It's this sort of thing where, like, I think some people might look at what he did and just be like, oh, yeah, he he condemns the world or whatever. It's like, yeah, man, because he's scared. Like, yeah, people like do... it gets it cuts to the heart of his character. It's good. Yeah. And so, like, coward was a kind of like a kind of too strong of a word. But, you know, we're all listen, we're all queer here. We know what that fear is like. Mm hmm. You know? Yeah, like, <laughs> not to get too personal here, but I did, like, wait until I was, I had a full-paying job for a year so I could, like, confirm I was just independent and could be on my own if necessary, and that's when I came out uh, um, and transitioned and stuff. Yeah, like, that sort of, like, that anxiety that like even in the scenario in which like you in theory have like the support network that would support you it's like man have you seen what's going on in the world like it's rough out there and yeah it's it's it is a it is a good portrayal of that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it is such a like from the same series who like i remember when republican we... junko from Republican <laughs> cannot believe cannot believe this woman what is an American senator <laughs> and, and thus like a real American senator we should get right and to show up and do a funny thing <laughs> and I do have a lot of problems with like how Danganronpa 3 as a prequel kind of demystifies Junko and gives her like uninteresting answers to like how she orchestrated all this but the thing I find really effective about her portrayal on this is that like she is very good at finding singular um singular weaknesses and defenses like going after that one person and just relying on that one person like understandably being like hey if if i just give in now like someone else is gonna stand by and stop things and she just relies on that going she relies on people like that again and again and again, like a series of dominoes, until she needs. She has what she needs to achieve her goals. Mm-hmm. It's like if, in a way, this like episode, I think reestablishes why, like how Junko in her best moments is a really scary and effective like antagonist, like her ability to instantly target and like effectively find the weak points of, like, a society, find the structural, like, weaknesses of a person, and without even a second thought chooses to exploit it. Is, like, that makes her, like... It reminds you why she she is the antagonist of this series. Yeah. And then it spends the rest of the episode uh, finding very uninteresting ways to portray that sort of thing. <laughs> Yeah, like, it's, see, the thing is, like, Junko works really well as a master manipulator, because we see that. We see that literally at the start of this episode. First act, literally this episode opens, and last episode featured, very prominently, Junko being good at playing off people. She understands people. She is malicious with what she understands. Mm-hmm. Um and the story goes on to be like, oh no, she also uses hypnosis. And that cheapens it, because like, I, I I feel like I already said this, we already said this last episode, but like, Junko's underlying worldview is that everybody wants to act on their most malicious desires, and that they don't do it because they're too cowardly, and that she's just kind of giving them a push. You know, she's the Joker, but for women. <laughs> um, 
I think, and I think maybe a large part of that is that, like, there are moments in this story that it does run up against the fact that it is a prequel to Danganronpa 2, and it comes with, like, Danganronpa 2 problems of, like, well, you know, how do we, you know, find a way to show how she turned these, like, 16 kids into the ultimate despairs? And I think, honestly, you could have... I don't know, like, I I think, I still think the scene of, like, her, like, targeting and killing Chiaki, I don't have necessarily a problem with it. It does belabor the point a lot, um, in an often cruel way, which, I mean, the, the series is I mean, cruel. the cruelty's the point. Cruelty's I, the point, I, yeah. But I don't, I yeah. see, I think also, like, the, the, a lot of it is the cruelty contextualized as, like, Chiaki is better than this cruelty, like... Oh, I yeah. think on a very surface level, Junko wins the exchange with Nena, with uh, Chiaki. Um, w- like Chiaki dies, Junko gets what she wants. She, in a in a more te- in a closer reading, I'm gonna be honest. Chiaki walks away having won so solidly. Yes, because like, it's like Junko what happens wants, after. Like Junko's but... whole thing is that like, oh yeah, you know, you're going to despair. You're going to be like, oh nobody can save you. You know, you should have been more selfish. You should have, you know, indulged in your vices more, blah, blah, blah. And then Chiaki dies and she's like, no, actually, I want my only regret is that I didn't spend more time with my friends, that I didn't, you know, that I wasn't able to get uh, Hinata to, you know, come back to us. That's Dead. not entirely. But I know he will. Yeah, that's not a entirely true though because there is that whole bit where she just starts break she breaks down and cries and talks about all the things that she wanted to but do and that's like but that's but that's, that's what she wanted it. to do she, she wanted want- to spend more time with her friends she is outreaching to hinata like basically she's crying because she's you know she's up she's she crying is, for him she's crying for him she's crying for herself because she's facing her own mortality she's bleeding out she knows no one will come but she sees her best friend and just be like i just like i love that the way in which chiaki expresses her love for hinata is through it's like i just wanted to play games with you again it is like such a simple thing it is like they could have easily gone with like oh it's because i loved you hinata she does she loves him right but she but, also loves her classmates you yeah know, like, like her going yeah, like mina you know it's like oh minasan like daisuke minasan or something like that he's like i loved everyone i loved my classmates i just wish i could spend more time with them and that's what makes her sad but she knows by reaching out to hinata she can plant the seed of hope within him hence why he is crying yeah, yeah. I, it's Jen, go ahead, counter. I, I guess for me, it's a situation where Danganronpa is often, like, bouncing between mean in a way that is uh, very affecting and mean in a way that's borderline grotesque, maybe even actually grotesque. And for me, this episode was just a lot of watching her getting stabbed and shot and ridden through with spikes and and it made you un- it made you uncomfortable it it wasn't just uncomfortable i just thought that it was like it was i feel a like egregious i feel like it was uh the creators like pushing the cruelty a little too far to the point where it's like putting on a show almost of this happening and of course they're trying to sell the whole oh this is the event that turned her classmates to despair but like it is done in such a way that feels very tasteless, and I just hate this episode. Like, 
this whole seg- segment. The thing with a lot of the other Danganronpa games and the way that they handle executions is, yes, a lot of them are very gruesome and painful and stuff, but they still handle it in a way that's like extrapolates it into almost a cartoony show and that makes it easier to stomach. Just ha- just showing it this way it feels very leering in a way that I didn't I just couldn't stand. I I can feel you there. I think yeah, yeah I, I think it does it belabors the point and it and it ends up being kind of um uh, I'm like not Oh god, I cannot believe I'm I'm like blanking on the word uh, voyeuristic. It's, yeah, it comes, it's a little voyeuristic at points. There's, there's like um, the moment f- in which she gets stabbed, and it pans down her body, and she's like shaking in pain, and it's like, okay, guys, like, kind of get it. it. It's, it's. I think the thing is like, I, I think it could have been like, I would have, they could have scaled it back a little bit without scaled being, it back, like, and honestly, you should have, you could have also had this moment of just like. Yeah, she's going through, like, could you imagine if it was just, like, we see her, like, we see her bloody, but we don't see that, like, we see the hell, like, we have to, like, kind of infer the hell that she sort of went through to get to that goal, only to be stabbed. Yeah. You know, there's something, there's a Yeah, I think it does the the thing of showing the monster, Mm -hmm. where it's like, you know, we don't need to see it. That said, Um, I, I still think the moment in which like the stark red screen as she is you know stabbed by a thousand spears like akin to the spear of gunganir from the first game is like i think that was a that is a perfectly effective capstone to that moment and i like kind of like the fact that she didn't like she eventually dies right but like that already triggered the despair like within her classmates it's almost as if jinko being like i don't need her to actually die I just need her to, you know, that sort of thing. But I mean, it wasn't like she was going to get up and walk away from obviously, that. It wasn't like she was going to be like, oh, haha, I'm totally fine. Yeah. No, vi- she missed all my vitals. <laughs> Bye, I'm going to go play some Xbox. It would actually I'm... be really funny if she was just chilling. Like, oh, yeah, no. Well, so, like, that hurt a lot. But now I can put, like, plugs in a lot of interesting places. <laughs> I think, um, I think what I was trying to get at earlier though was this idea of i think there should have been like maybe you could have had that instead of that belabored scene of chiaki receiving violence you could have had a moment in which chiaki has a moment to run away you know like the final the final temptation to like kind of recede inwards could have been presented in some way um like and then she um, wholesale rejects that so that she can attempt to give her the option to take the elevator back up. Yeah, <laughs> she just presses the button and goes, and it's like, "Fuck this, bye, everybody." Yeah, that said, I, I do, I do love the the portrayal of um, Chisa. Like, I do love that moment where she just shoves her into the elevator and hits the button as she descends. Like, see, I I felt like I felt like that moment was kind of ball, kind of bad. I I feel like it was kind of a fumble. Uh, giving her crazy eyes was like a bad choice directorially. I think the crazy eyes think of this sh- episode look so fucking terrible. <laughs> like they oh, are so they are they are no good. They are they are bad. I do not like the crazy eyes. I think they mm-hmm. they 
they are the first. I, this is the first time we see the crazy eyes like this in the series, right? I mean, the only person because who, I feel like we haven't seen that shit before. We only saw it in one character. We only saw it in two characters. We saw it in Junko, and then in Degarapa too. Like uh, Komaeda has the cr- crazy swirly eyes in his. Oh yeah, intro Komaeda scene. had the crazy swirly eyes. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I think like I think yeah. ult- I think ultimately it should have just kind of. I do like that moment however should have been normalized yeah should have been just like a regular look of contempt because i feel like that would have been more like whoa what yeah. does she have against me and like, honestly it would have it would have also added to this idea of like okay the like the the adult in chiaki's life that she could trust betrays her and that is part of her despair in some ways yeah but like, but th- that then, would be more in the like, that'd be yeah. more in line with what junko is like about which is like oh yeah trust nobody indulge in your worst again like indulge in your worst aspects what if what if instead of the microwave hallway of junko laughing at her what if it was like she used the techniques of of like what a ryota or whatever his name is sorry terrible with names at this moment of just like drew drawing like images of her friends her friends basically talking shit about her behind her back or what if it was just like okay cool sacrifice your friends like yeah yeah or like something i i think the or you know what i think the hallway would have been more forgivable if it was more explicitly like video game themed it's very much like 80s 90s dungeon crawler what like if, I, it, it is it extremely needs, wizardry but it, it was to be the microwave enough. it needs to be the microwave hallway from mgs4 <laughs> as she crawls yeah that's the thing like see it finds this uncomfortable ground between like, okay, we're gonna do a themed execution time like all the like all the games and stuff, and yet it still has like it it doesn't bridge the gap between um silly concept and grisly execution like yeah, the like other games she, do. She should have been chased by a big Pac Man, like it, I don't know, it would have been a funny little callback eh, to her or I... whatever. I didn't have that much of a problem with it, aside from the fact that it was, aside from, like, the the moments of, like, it being a little voyeuristic and being a little inappropriate and taking a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that, I, I do, I do recognize and, like, acknowledge your criticisms of it. I, I do think that th- those are fair criticisms. Um, I think with regards to, like... I it I think the part where she gets stabbed at the end, like that final coup de gras, is like that is the point where it kind of pulls up because once it ends, it's like okay, you know, now the story can continue. But the fact that it mm-hmm. has to pull up to begin with is like, yeah, lame, kind of lame actually. I um, I do kind of like the I do kind of like the moment in which like. When, when the, um, I, again, overall, like, I didn't love it, but I still think there are moments that still work in this episode. I did kind of like the moment where in the last, like, bits of, like, Komaeda, like, succumbing to this sort of thing is like, oh, you're the person we have to overcome. Like, that felt like, there. that felt like a, you know, nice little statement of intent there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Um, it's good. That part, anyway. That line read. Yeah. It, it's just, I think Megumi Ogata, it, I, I didn't mention it in the last part, but, like, Megumi Ogata always fucking killing it. Like, I think she's, 
you know, they're killing it as um, Makoto, but um, not voicing as much of Komaeda, but still getting, like, a good, like, line read in there. It's, like, I love Megumi Ogata so much. Mm -hmm. Uh, I believe in interviews she has said, like, when she is asked about, like, some of her favorite roles, she brings up Komaeda and says, like, I love voicing Crazy Boy. Komaeda is a fun character. I, I, yeah. I am warming. I'm warming up to him, even though I didn't think that he was all that good in two. I think he he's better handled in the in this series, like, overall. Like, yeah, like where he's just more of a like, you know, he kind of should just be some dude, you know. That's kind of like a theme of like a thing we'll watch a little later, but we'll see. Um, there's a Komaeda OVA. I'll just say it. <laughs> oh, excellent! It's all. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is your despair right there. Like just <laughs> you flatly going. Oh, excellent! Fantastic. Yeah, this is my despair. <laughs> I uh, so. Part of why I am so deadpan is I am actually quite sick. I have been out with the flu for the past couple days. Um, it's bad, but it's not as bad as COVID. Get your shots, kids. Yeah, get, get vaccinated, kids. Yep. Um, wear your masks. Um, Please wear your fucking masks. My please. God. My God. Do you know how many people I fucking encounter every day who don't wear a mask and are like, oh, God. we're post-pandemic. It's like, shut the fuck up, we're not. Shut up, shut up. <laughs> oh, are you fuck. still wearing your mask? And it's like, I, I encounter so I many people every day, that, and I don't want to get other people sick. That's, you know, that's I, what I, just, no one's, no one's asked me, but I usually just go, I don't want to get other people sick, you know? Yeah, anyway. like, I have a potential, like, we are all potential vectors for infection. Mm -hmm. That's bad. I don't want to be. I don't want to infect other people. Yeah, because I'm not a sociopath. Exactly. Junko. Junko wouldn't wear a mask. Do you want to be like Junko? Junko would wear a mask, but only because she would commit a crime with the mask on, <laughs> and like then and then she would proliferate articles about how mask wearing is like making crimes easier to do, and she'd <laughs> oh, be like, "Oh, Eric," Adams. and then she. <laughs> yeah, she would do an Eric Adams, and then she'd be like, "Ha ha ha ha! I'll spread despair. I'll spread. I'll show you the inevitability of like, you know, you can't you can't defend yourself from everything, you know. Mm -hmm. Society will always be weak because we trust each other. Fuck you. I will and say. I will say. I think we already we already kind of heaped praise on it. I want to just heap a little bit more." of that moment of like of Chiaki like even going through hell and is going and is about to die like again reaching out to Hinata and just like still seeing Hinata in under Kamakura right even though like oh yeah all my memories got erased and she just basically says I don't believe that I still think you're in there Hinata please You're still in there, aren't you? Was that my name? Is that whose body this used to be? You really... You really don't remember anything? Not even... That we used to be? 
I'm afraid not. All vestiges of the former identity have been erased to make way for me. Sure, maybe so, but anything's possible for you. If you dig deep enough. Come on, you can do it. I know, I know you can. And it was a nice yeah, touch that, uh, it was a nice touch that for a moment, um, it, uh, actually, Hinata did break through and made Kamakura start, uh, weeping. Yeah, as he's just, like, putting his hand to his, like, face and just going, like, what is this? Like, I, yeah. I think about how... I mean, even the way he, like, emotes, like, who voices, uh, uh, Hinata and Kamakura? Because I feel like... In Japanese, that would be Minami Takayama, who voices Detective Conan. Ah, okay. Takayama really flexing those voice actor chops because there was a there was a definite like element of Hinata in the way he voiced that line, as opposed to like the flat delivery he usually does for Kamakura, she which does, I really yeah. appreciated. Yeah. Um. Yeah. She like her the way in which she can like. And I think also in an interesting way, it reflects on like, I, I really like this moment at the beginning of Future Side in which like the way Megumi Ogata, like, again, there's a lot of like how they structure these episodes. Sometimes they can do like the whole like, you know, oh, it's like poetry. It rhymes Um, where like at the beginning like poetry, of poetry, it rhymes. Oh, <laughs> I know, God. but it, but it's true. Like at the beginning of Future Side, you have Makoto kind of like standing up in the way he breath like the way Megumi Ogata adds this like breathlessness this sort of like flat tone I was like oh she's basically doing the Komayeda voice for like a line or two and then Makoto snaps through is like no I need to do this for my friend right and conversely you have that moment of Hinata coming through the Kamakura performance like it's so the the voice direction in this show um like is just phenomenal um and i think hey, i'm like, still i just had a thought and i we may have up? we may have covered this concept earlier was komaeda originally planned to be like an evil um oh my god uh, makoto? makoto i mean here's the thing you rearrange the like japanese phonetic letters of like makoto um and um komaeda it's the same characters. So, like... I think... I would not be shocked if at some point... Like, I think the idea is by, like, by intentionally recasting Megumi Ogata and rearranging the letters. Like, I mean, Komaeda wears, like, that green jacket. Like, the, there is yeah. an intentionality of, well, is this corrupted Makoto? Well, yeah, like, I'm, I... Yeah, like, I, I was kind of... I was kind of thinking, like... In, say, like, if we were to get our hands on, like, a super early draft of Danganronpa 2's script, would there have been, like, oh, this is Makoto who is, this is, like, a Makoto who has, after Danganronpa 1, fallen to Junko's ideology in there? Or would it, or, like, maybe even, like, honestly, oh, Komaeda is a Makoto who is, like, trying to fuck with the gang because da-da-da? I like, mean, I... I wonder. I genuinely do wonder. Like, 
you definitely have to have that moment like it is very if you have the early if you have the scripts for these games from 10 years ago and you're not under nda please send it to us I would be something we did recently. Um, I, I talked to the person who did this. Uh, there has been a discovery made of the Danganronpa two stage play that has been fully subtitled. Oh um, shit! Yeah, we gotta yeah. we gotta get our we gotta do an episode on that one. Absolutely, and I I let's just say we got some stuff uh, looking at that. I think that would be really cool to look at. But yeah, honestly, I think like sometimes like I. I think there there was like a there was like a YouTuber that I like actually watched a Danganronpa two LP of at one point like just bits and pieces of, um in which he saw Hinata or not Hinata he saw um, Nagito at the beginning of the LP and heard the voice is like is that Makoto like you're I think it's very intentional that you the audience are like oh this might be the same guy, um. Yeah, and of course, story wise, it shakes out that they are separate people, but you can see. An but was idea. that always the case? Is my I mean, question. You game know? development will sometimes happen like that. Like you, like I would not be shocked if like the story started like from that place of, you know, Kodaka being like, "What if Makoto fell to Junko's ideology?" Um, right, because I feel like one ended so like definitively, you know. It like mm-hmm. it, it kind of handled everything about Junko that needed to be handled. So like, and I don't. It didn't seem like they were expecting a sequel. I don't you think know? they were. Like one got very popular very quickly. So I um, would absolutely be like, oh yeah, you know, it 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 is absolutely in the cards. Or well, it's absolutely you know. Well, Jen, you within have within reason. Have, you have something resembling clout. I don't know. Tweet Kodaka. <laughs> oh, I would love to. You could just do it. You just do it. It's free on Twitter. Listen, this website sure. gets worse and worse every day. You might as well use it for something. Might sure. as well take a shot. Yeah. Go ahead. Be better than be better than me. I use it for taking pot shots at weirdos online. <laughs> I I was reading like uh some like behind the scenes information, and they did mention how like the idea for. Um, Kalmeida is like they needed a foil that wasn't necessarily um a underling for the mastermind and they also like thought of him as like a Makoto that went down the wrong path or like what happens if you like subscribe to too to hope too much essentially right oh yeah that's I fair. I do think the the ideology for Daganrapa is pretty sophomoric but I think it's pretty funny that like yeah. when it sometimes lands it um shit we i didn't tell i didn't say this about the uh the future side but um when but with the with the sword and the podium bit Mm -hmm. i like that um maybe this is not intentional but like so like we're all leftists here we We talk about revolution and there Constantly. are a lot of people that want to do that that talk about revolution in the context of eating the rich right mm-hmm. and like i get it like i get it it's a very palpable and very material like understanding of things of like you know these people got to go um there are a lot of people who want to like fight and die for the revolution but not a lot of people who want to like live for the revolution like yeah, there is the there is the, the joke out. of like yeah like mm-hmm. there is the joke of like Oh, after the revolution, we're all going to be poets, you know. Nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna be a farmer. Like, 
And I feel like there was a cool I'll like grow, I'll grow some fucking potatoes. Well, I like I mean that's that's the joke. Of course it is right, a, it's right. a it's a gross oversimplification. Sure. And it's also a joke. You know, it's mm-hmm. not it's it, it's mostly yeah. at the expense of like people who are all talk anyway. Right. Um, but but I think that the framing between Makoto and um Munakata in that in that one shot to return to it um where Makoto is framed as like not somebody who wants to eradicate despair but somebody who wants to like be a wellspring for hope yeah he wants I to like cultivate. that a lot as yeah like I like that as a, a I like that a lot as like okay well you can't just destroy bad thing you have to make good thing happen right you know you and- can't just be against bad things like we're all against like we're all, we all hate like uh human trafficking but like what are you going to just do to be like- yeah like just being against human trafficking and being like oh we're going to make human trafficking super illegal this time okay it's like what, are you going to support people who like you are got, you going I mean- to like contribute to i don't know the wealth and safety of communities where human trafficking is a threat or a problem no then what are you actually doing right aside from making yourself feel better you know and And i like that as like it's a very human and very like a very understanding and surprisingly intelligent like angle for danganronpa to take regarding Mm -hmm. these two characters conflicts this is this is a series that i go to for dumb goofiness not until not like not like any sort of nuance or you know sure. cleverness so this is nice to see yeah i do appreciate the nuance of makoto being like you know because he 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 Pointedly framed as a constructivist yeah he I acknowledges guess. that yeah he acknowledges that like listen eliminating all of despair is not only unrealistic even if you like accomplish that goal what do you have left you're destroying everything it's like it is yeah. important to rebuild to like grow like there's a reason why like it really actually hit me it was very interesting on this rewatch and during this like season of like realizing like there is a frame during the ending song uh during like Zetai Kibo birthday um in which like the <laughs> it's a funny it's, it's a, a funny really name. funny name for a song i'm sorry yeah about which um like kobayeda wants to fuck hope under the like bleachers wants um, to fuck hope so bad it makes but, me so dumb yeah but it right like the words in english are hope blooms it's like it's very pointedly using the language of flowers of trees and things like that where it requires planting and cultivation and growth rather than simply like you, like hope has to come from somewhere and it has to bloom and be yeah. cultivated and it really hit me in this episode of like there's a lot of language of like the planting of seeds the planting of ideas of like things growing and changing and i really yeah. appreciate that i mean it's far from the first piece of media to do so but it's good that Rapa does this you know mm-hmm. yeah like like it is, it's an angle that Danganronpa needed to have needed to take and should have taken, you know. And I'm glad that it. It's a good thing that it took that angle. Yeah. Well, Jen, do you got any other notes on these uh, this pair of episodes? I know you were super down on it. Um, 
I like the first, I like the future one we watched. The spare one had moments, but I think it kind of fucking sucked. Yeah. Jackie, any other notes? Um, I'm trying to think of something funny. Okay, I'll let you set that up. Um, I'm glad Shitman had exactly one speaking line in this in this episode. episode. I, I do think that made me very happy that I got to do like 50 minutes of anime, and I only had to hear, hear like Neko, one Nekomaru line, and it had nothing to do with shitting. I'm so I, happy. I was I was happy to hear uh, Gundam say something that's like, ah, I see you <laughs> even after I've been released from the Seven Chains. And it's like, okay, that's dumb, but it's Tomikaze Tsukida talking. Um, I'll listen to that bit. I'll listen to Tomikaze Tsukida, uh, like, fucking read a phone book. I love that man's voice. Yeah, he um, and you know Gundam is he's he's still like my favorite side character like of the two crew but you kind of know that already um alright what's your funny joke alright set it up the tea set it up the tea ball here we go I don't have a funny joke it's okay it's okay sweetie it's okay it's okay the the ball many, the ball's right many, there how many Tegaropa characters does it take does it take the screw in a light bulb? It's okay, it's okay. Okay, straighten up the bat. Okay, Jed, Jed, I said uh, you're gonna pitch, okay? Say how many. How many? I don't fucking know. This joke, joke is not going to... I had no fucking ideas, please help. It's okay, it's okay. S- finish the joke. Send it. Send send your finished joke to despaircast.com. Uh, to, to <laughs> and, and save me, okay. save me from this prison. They won't let me eat, or they won't let me eat until I make a until I. Yeah, I finally joke. trapped you in the walls. I'm trapped in the walls. I'm trapped in the walls. You can I, find me. Please, I only have a week. I only have a week before I run out of before I run out of supplies. All right, uh, you can find me Curia page on twitter.com. Um, as so long as that site is still up, eventually, who knows? Also, you know, you're on skinlightmedia.com. You know the drill. Jed, go. I'm on Twitter at JBU3, and I'm on co-host as Jen-and-Aster. Yeah, you're posting, like, schedules for, um, like, for the co-host folks. You're posting schedules and updates and reviews. You wrote that really good review of Dead Space. Yeah. Um, it was really good. Uh, Jackie, what about you? I'm your lizard friend on uh, on Twitter and on Twitch. Um, I also have a co-host. I think it's under Chairman Mao. I don't really use it. My one post is uh, I wrote cum, and then I didn't. I put like a little squirt emoji. I don't. <laughs> I don't think I did anything else. Uh, uh-huh. I will probably use that more as Twitter becomes increasingly unusable. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially to promote something that you made uh, recently. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we released Mage Engine's public playtest. Uh, you can find it on Itch. It's uh, your lizard friend. Or it's, it, yeah, Itch. your lizard friend. Itch.io. Itch. Yeah. Itch.io yeah. slash your lizard friend slash Mage Engine. Uh, it is a pretty simple RPG. Uh, there's a lot of world building. I uh, I am writing more. I haven't had much time to write more. Um, but it will come, but, uh, yeah, like play more, it, give more. us some, fe- read it, play it, give us some feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, uh, tell us about like, like come up with a character, tell us about it. Like, I don't know, like it's, we'll, it's, we'll, it's we'll figure it out. Yeah. It's cool. We're playing game. Um, There'll be illustrations soon. Yeah. And I maybe, maybe if you're good, maybe. If you're good, if you're good, there'll yeah. be hentai. If you're good, yeah. I'm gonna start drawing hentai. If you're bad, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Keep start drawing worse hentai. 
<laughs> and you can find uh, your uh, this is on the Scanline Media Network. Like I said, you can support us. Uh, this show, of course, has always been um, part of the public feed. But hey, you can um, support us at patreon.com slash scanline media. And real quick, next time, we're barreling towards the end, baby. We're we're just doing it. We got four episodes left. It's time to it's time to finish the fight. Halo three. Um, God, I cannot believe we're gonna Halo three this shit. We're gonna Halo three this shit. We're gonna finish the fight. Let's um, fucking go! Yeah. I can't believe they added Master Chief to Danganronpa. How how's Junko gonna kill him, sir? What are you doing in this? <laughs> Fuck! I can't do this. Uh Gonna stuff him into a locker filled with sticky grenades. Mind telling me what you're doing in this locker full of sticky grenades? Sir. Danganronpa. <laughs> there it is. Good night, everybody. Until next time. Class dismissed. See ya. <laughs> Bye. I guess. Only reward the one who advances